Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. John Kelly here, as always... With the king of Kentucky backpacking, the man with many are calling the lion's mane. The lion's mane? Where's that red lion's mane from Kentucky? Jeremiah Stringer, how are we, man? Hey, dude. I am doing great. How are you doing on this beautiful day? Well, dude, I've been up since 4.45 this morning. I got your text. I am rocking a 30, well, it's like I think a 40-ounce coffee right now. But it's a special cup. You want to know why? Why is that? Let's see if you can see this here. Is it by our sponsor, Outdoor Beards? It's from the Sheltoe Trace. Oh, beautiful. The only only trail I've through hiked. There are many more trails to come, my friend. Yes, my friend, they are. So, uh, So, listen, so here's the deal. This past weekend, I went down to Linville Gorge. Yeah, how was that? I, I went down to meet up with Taylor McDonald from Southern Hike. Mm-hmm. Which I've been wanting to meet up with Taylor for a while. Awesome guy, right? Awesome guy. Short shorts too. Yeah, he does wear short shorts, but he was wearing tights under them. Ah, okay. So, so there's that. Um, oh, somebody said uh, there's no embarrassing John Kelly quotes in the opening. Actually, the one going that's me because I actually <laughs> did that in a video. That is an actual capture from one of my videos. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty brutal. But anyways, so I get down there to Limbo Gorge, and I show up for the first day, and I'm going up to Shortoff Mountain. I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Short off, short off. I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, I get there and the first thing I have to do is climb 1,250 feet up. Oof. Okay, done it before, but it was uh, 80 degrees out, and I had to climb this 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 1,250 square feet or square feet, <laughs> 1,250 feet. And uh, let me tell you, man, it kicked my booty. I was in I was in some uh, I was breathing pretty heavy and sweating quite a bit. So I get up there, I get to my campsite, and uh, I'm laying in my in my tent, the SSA in a tent, which for those of you who know me well know how much I hate that. So I'm in a tent, I'm laying there, and I hear some guys walking up the trail, and one of the guys goes, oh, I've got this great, I got this great campsite. And uh, I was in it. So they didn't get to use that campsite. So they went to the campsite across the trail from me, and the next morning, one of the guys comes over and says, hey, man, we weren't too loud for you last night, were we? I was like, no, no, you guys are fine. And we start talking a little, and he goes, dude, I love your videos. I watch your videos. I was like, oh, I appreciate it, man. And, and then he says, have you ever watched MK Ultra?" <laughs> Hilarious guy. Uh, now, Jeremiah, you know my love for the MK Ultra channel. Yeah, he drops his uh, videos in, like, seasons. Oh, my gosh. Dude cracks me up. He's probably one of the – he's probably one of the – best kept secrets of youtube backpacking because he's just off the wall crazy with his videos so anyways i he asked me this i'm like yeah i love his videos he goes well he's camping right over here with me so i got to go over and meet a buddy of mine who i've talked to online a hundred times mr michael kirkpatrick mk ultra and uh talk about just small world stuff right 
Dude, it's a small world, small community, tight knit. Speaking of that, this is the guy that came over and talked to me. <laughs> White bearer of the wilderness. Yeah, this is the guy that I was talking to up on the trail. I offered them my firewood because I didn't need it, and they didn't want to use it either because it was too hot for fire, I think. But uh, I don't know if that's why they didn't, but for me, I was just like, I wasn't really feeling it that night. But uh, And somebody's getting on me. Did I? Everybody's dropped a video except for me. My video comes out tomorrow. That's another reason I got the coffee right now because it's going to be a long night. But hard. Uh, what about you this weekend, man? Did you and the wife get to go out like you were hoping? Well, they were giving thunderstorms. I didn't want to drag her in it. So took her on a hot date. And then we also checked out prom. I like to see the kids get all dressed up. And I actually had to stay after and set up pretty late on, on Friday. Oh, I gotcha. That's okay. We'll see if we can get out this weekend. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, we got a sponsor for tonight's episode. So let's go ahead and... Say a big thank you to our sponsor, Outdoor Beards, for being there with us from the beginning, the very first sponsor of this channel. And it's because of them I have this beautiful, beautiful thing of hair growing off of my face right now. It wouldn't look as as luscious and wonderful as it does if it wasn't for Outdoor Beards. Yeah, did you take some out there on the trail with you over the weekend, one of those little containers? I did. I did. I actually kept it in the truck, though, because I learned something when it's hot. Yeah, they like to melt. They melt. So I kept it in the truck so I didn't have to worry about it melting in my gear. So well, I knew I was going to be getting to the truck the next day. So uh, that's what must, I did. You must have taken the bomb, but you also could have taken oil. That wouldn't have melted. So maybe that'd be a better choice for you or some of those other backpackers out there. They Outdoor Beards, by the way, don't just have products. They also have everything that you would need to apply those products like beards, combs, or if you just want to rock some swag, maybe get you a t-shirt. I'm wearing one tonight outdoorbeards.com so they have some new ones coming too oh yeah they got insulated mugs uh hats and they gave us a special code so if you want to save some money john you want to hit them with the code i sure do just enter the code backpacking for 10 percent off of your next order yeah so huge thank you to outdoorbeards.com make sure you check them out on the web enter that code and order you something nice Absolutely. Now, if we're talking about finely manicured beards, uh-huh. if we're talking about men who make you jealous of how well their beard grows in and looks, this next guy we're bringing on here is the epitome of that. Oh, he trumps my beard all day, man. All competition. day. This guy is like GQ smooth. That's all I got to say. And not only that, this is, this is going to be a fun one tonight because this of all the people we've ever had on here before, I would say... This guy probably has the least experience hiking of anybody, uh-huh. but his story is so incredible I and why wait. hiking is such an important part of his life and how it's changed his life. And I don't want to tell his story because I can't do it as well as he can. So let's bring on to the show uh, a guy that I met a few months ago and have been chatting with a little bit on Instagram and can't wait to hear what he's got to say tonight. Mr. Josue Gomez, also known as Spider Meatball. What's going on, dude? Spider Meatball. <laughs> That's your Instagram handle, right? <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on, man. <laughs> so you got to tell us, man, where does Spider Meatball come from? Like, we got to just start with that. Let's just go there. Oh, man. Um, it was actually on my first trail, my first hike um, up Blood Mountain. Um, my manager's mom, Yaya, shout out to Yaya. <laughs> I was like, 
trying to lose weight because obviously I'm a bigger guy. And I was like, man, I got to lose weight. So my weakness is carbs. So I stayed away from anything with carbs. And uh, that day she was like, if you make it up and down the mountain, I'm going to have some spaghetti and meatballs for you. So I was like, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so that's the meatball part of it. Um, I'll tell you the rest. It, it, it comes all together. And then the spider part is it was my first time hiking. So anytime I had to go up something, anytime I had to go down something, I was holding on with all four limbs. <laughs> I did not be under me yet. So it was like, you know, the guys were like, man, this guy's like Spider-Man over here. And uh, going up, it was like a challenge. And it was like, man, I, I'm over here like Spider-Man trying to climb up this mountain. But when we got to the top, I was like, man, this was this was hard. How am I going to get down? Like, if coming up was tough enough with this belly i'm gonna lean forward and fall on my face (laughs) (laughs) i was like somebody had mentioned the spaghetti and meatballs and that like clicked in my head and i'm telling you man i was like the third person down off the mountain (laughs) i was zooming past people just saying spaghetti and meatballs (laughs) spaghetti and meatballs (laughs) and just like (laughs) So that's how Spider Meatball came along because I was literally saying spaghetti and meatballs as I walked down the mountain passing people. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Now, you are the videographer for Zpex. Yeah. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess most people would assume if somebody works at, at Zpex, they've got to be into hiking and backpacking. But I think you've, we've talked before, and maybe that's not the case. Yeah, no, definitely. When I when I first got hired at ZPEX, I had it was uh right after uh twenty twenty I had COVID and the job that I was at was you know, I lost it, so I applied at ZPEX. I had no clue about anything about backpacks, but I did have a good idea of, you know, production and how to get stuff out the door. So I applied for their line lead position and their marketing position. Um, but I was more into the videography part more than the marketing position. So they hired me for their line lead position and I worked, you know, any backpacks you guys have at in the past, I was probably part of that process, um, QCing, all of this, but I never experienced hiking. Nobody told me about hiking. I knew about our backpacks. (laughs) <laughs> is that what really um sparked you into taking your first backpacking trip was getting hired on there or did you discover it some other some other way actually it was uh we i was new to the whole team they haven't really had anybody create ads or commercials or anything like that so we live in, we're based in florida so we really can't get any like uh, video or anything like that content from florida <laughs> So we're like, let's take a backpacking trip and record a couple of commercials while we're out there. And I was like, man, I got to start training. Like, I've never done this before. And uh, I don't even like being outside. I don't <laughs> bugs. Like, <laughs> weird. This is not hydro trash beer. Like, I was like, 
That is a well manicured beard, man. We weren't joking about that before you got on here. Okay. That that is a well manicured beard. Like I, if you're listening on the podcast right now and you're not watching, we are on Spotify with the video podcast. So if you want to go on Spotify and watch the video or go on YouTube and watch the replay, I'm telling you, this man has facial hair we're all jealous of. Am I right, Jeremiah? Oh, dude, you couldn't be more right. I just wish that I could grow it. That's okay. <laughs> It's all right. You just got to shave more and it grows. No, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> there it is. Hey, so uh, you got a couple shout outs on here. I want to make sure I get them in here. But uh, Hunter's Trip, we were talking about this earlier. He's saying, what's up? Uh, saying hi to you. And then Jeff oh, Peters I- wants to know what your favorite pack intent are at Z-Packs. Ooh, that is uh, very easy. Now I'm very informed of our gear and i've used our stuff um it's a difference because even me working there i was like dang this stuff is expensive like who would spend this amount of money on this stuff until i used it you know and then i was like okay now i see the value of it uh favorite tech um i like the duplex a lot that's probably my favorite if I wanted to carry more weight and just have like a hotel out there on trail, I'll probably do the triplex. <laughs> but, uh, but that's if I was trying to be bougie. Um, and then backpack, um, when it comes to like frame backpacks, it's probably our new Arc Call Ultra. Um, I really love the Ultra material that we're coming out with. And we're probably going to be updating most of our packs to that and frameless the nero <laughs> can't go wrong with the nero man yeah that's awesome man that yeah. ultra fabric is pretty sweet yeah it's for sure. pretty sweet like so okay so you do you do videography mm-hmm. um but i've noticed the thing that that really seems to get you going is um mental health and yeah. and people understanding how to take better care of themselves mentally so do you want to share where that comes from and, and uh, why, why that's such a big deal for you? Yeah, that's a, that's, it's become a huge deal for me because um, I'm 31 now and I've been probably working since I was like 16 or 17. And that's been most of my life has been working, working, working and paying bills. I literally, this this December was the first vacation I've ever had. This hike that I'm going to take two to three weeks off, that's the first time I've ever taken, you know, time off of work. And Z-Packs allowed me to do that, which that's awesome. I'm super thankful for them that they believe in me and support me in that way. Um, but all I did was work and I had no time for mental health. And I was suffering with... Um, suicidal thoughts constantly man honestly um i had every day i woke up if if i woke up or if i didn't wake up it didn't matter and i felt like i had nobody to talk to because i'm a man and men don't really share their feelings or emotions or anything like that and uh i ended up finding the outdoors that's awesome. The first time that uh, I poorly set up my duplex, <laughs> um, 
I stayed in there the first night and I, I, I had an expectancy. Like I brought earplugs and everything. I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep because of all the noise and the critters. And it was so quiet. I have never encountered a piece like that in my life. And being a person that's always on the go, thinking the next 10 steps in front of me, it was a time where I just got to be in the moment. And that in the moment helped me with, I have generalized anxiety disorder. And um, that can push you to overthink the next 10 steps and how you're going to fail. And it's like, when you pull everything in, you stop and you remember, hey, I can't control those next 10 steps. They can turn left, right, or go through the middle. I can only control the one step that I have right now in front of me. That changed my life. And I would have never gotten that perspective if it wasn't through hiking. That's amazing. I, I wanna there's some people commenting as you're talking here. Hike with Mike says the outdoors is good medicine for the body, mind, and soul. Uh, everyday backpacker says the outdoors has helped me deal with depression and PTSD after working as a paramedic. Good on you for pushing forward. And uh, outside comfort zone says this is such an important topic. Uh, so glad you're covering it here. Um, and then also, thanks so much for being an open and honest man. So many people need to hear this message. Uh, you mentioned suicidal thoughts. Um, I think I think if every I think there's a lot more people dealing with that than want to admit it. Um, and it seems like, like you said, here's here's the best example. So many people are struggling in silence, and it's important to hear these things. What was it that you said you got into the woods, you felt that calm, you felt that quiet? What was it after the hike that made you go, okay, now I'm going to move forward with this? When I got back from the hike, it was like my eyes were open. Everything that I worked so hard for, my I had a huge house that I didn't even go into any of the other rooms. I had a decent car. I had a, all these things that I worked so hard for were worthless. You can lose them in a blink of an eye. They meant nothing. And the thing that I took for granted the most was my time, which was something that was priceless. And I never invested in myself to take the time to do a weekend backpacking trip and enjoy what life has to offer, you know? And um, after then, I'll like literally all I carry now is probably a whole bunch of like dry fit shirts and like shorts and like bedrock shoes and maybe two pairs of hiking shoes and my backpack every my whole life changed you know and now i'm i'm gonna be doing the bartram trail coming up in three weeks and hopefully after that foothills and then art low you know and i'm just gonna keep doing this because like um going back to the suicidal thoughts it was more than suicidal thoughts actually um at 25 it got so bad where I took a whole bottle of blood pressure medicine, like all the pills, and the very next day, it was actually my birthday the very next day, and uh, I woke up thinking, like, I was. I went to sleep, I took the pills, and I was like, I'm going to go to sleep and pass away and not wake up. Wow. The very next day, I woke up, 
And I woke up sobbing because I was like, wow, like, God, I have another chance of life, and I don't deserve this. And that was my birthday, and my friends came over, and I'm like, probably going to die anytime. This is going to be so weird. And I didn't. I'm still here. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I am still here because there are so many people struggling with this. And that's why I'm not ashamed of talking about it, being a man. That's why I am so vulnerable because I wish I had somebody that was open and was able to talk these things with me, you know, telling me to focus on the moment instead of focusing on what's ahead. And um, I've gained so much self-confidence through hiking. You know, I went from not being able to do 0.2 miles because of shin splints to being able to do 19. And it wasn't training or my physical because I'm still a big dude. What changed was my mind. I went from always speaking negative to like, oh, that's not going to work. And I can't do that. And I'm too big and I'm too slow. and I'm too fat to I twisted my ankle one time on trail. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to slow everybody down. For the first time ever, something switched. And I told myself, no, I got this. And with every step that I took, I kept repeating that. I got this. I got this. I got this. It was a 16-mile hike that day. The last quarter mile I ran. Like... <laughs> I ran the last quarter mile, and it was me awesome. we were in the lead, and it was just like the power behind that. If I can apply that now to my everyday life, when I have struggles and challenges, if I can tell myself, I got this, and I can focus with what I have in front of me, it's life-changing, man. That's awesome. Yeah, Doc Watson says the forest heals. Uh, spent a week by myself in the whites after my mother's funeral. It was needed. Um, everyday backpacker, the outdoors and backpacking community is one of the most supportive and loving I've ever been involved in. Um, Ian Bloom 12, I'd be happy to take you down to the Art Loeb Trail. Man, your story is very powerful. You got a little offer there to help you with the trail. And uh, Dose of Dirt, thank you for sharing your story. You were right. So many people struggling, and it helps to hear you share. Awesome, man. How does it feel to hear, hear people leave comments like that? Um, it makes me, it honestly makes me very emotional, man. I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida my whole life. And I remember going, when we did Blood Mountain for the first time, I'm sorry, um, I got to see my first ridge and I broke down in tears because I said, I almost threw away my whole life. Before we shot that commercial and we did Blood Mountain, two weeks before I got hired for the videography position, I attempted suicide again. And I broke down, I was like, I almost gave up my whole life without living, without knowing what to be thankful for, without experience, all, all these great things that were 
hear from you. And now I think I also have a, a, a possibility to, to spread the word and tell people that there is hope, that there is peace, that you got this, that you can keep on pushing and that there's nothing that you can't overcome. And that you need to speak out. You need to speak to somebody. You can't do this alone. And that's incredible, man. That's incredible. Uh, A couple more comments. Uh, Wrote my dissertation on manhood in crisis, and silence is the number one fuel that fires mental illness, especially among men. Uh, SM sharing his story is exactly what can change the narrative for others. And then, Dose of dirt, crying with you, bro. I'm just not on camera. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeremiah, I've been doing a lot of the questions, man. I'm a, I need to give you some room here, but I, I these, we've been talking for a while, and so I've had so many questions in my head before tonight. So I was, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one that hogs all the time. So, oh, you're good. I was just going to ask, um, and you answered a little bit there, but definitely reaching out to other people, but getting getting the mind shift of life change it is a huge deal and i know giving up what i would consider feels like control over the things you feel like are in your grasp for your future that's really tough giving up that control and just focusing on what's right in front of you and uh i was curious what what are what's some of the other advice or what are what is a, a thing or two that you would suggest people use to to take steps toward making that mind shift so that they can have a more positive life and and have a better outlook and and maybe be happy with i guess what i would say you described as a little bit more minimal and that the things that you have aren't as important mm-hmm. but what what would you suggest some of those next steps for people that are going through something similar that you did in the past and, and still deal with? Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that is very challenging and I'm still learning how to do it myself is self-love. Knowing the value of yourself. We tend to seek so much approval from others and we love them with patience and we try to, um, I always tell my girlfriend, I'm like, would you speak to yourself that way? If somebody was having a hard time or somebody was failing, would you tell them, oh, you're right, you suck? Or will you tell them, no, you got this. You you can, why, why is it so hard for me to apply that to myself? Why is it so hard for me to make time for myself? I never used to make time for myself. I made time for my friends, for my family, for... Why is it so hard to make time for myself? Why is it so hard for me to love myself? You know, it. society is like, it's, it's really damaging because we're always trying to have an image for, for somebody else. But what's the image? How do we see ourselves? And that's something that I've really tried to focus on now is like self-love. I have three things that I go to. When I'm starting to feel negative, uh, change negative thoughts to positive thoughts. 
when you're thinking negative thoughts, there's most of the time there's some truth to that thought. But there's also like if you get a flat tire, your tire is flat. That's the truth. But guess what? The other truth is I can change that flat tire. It doesn't have to stay flat. You can do an action to change them. It's replacing those thoughts, you know? Same way you would replace a flat tire. Um, The other one is, like I said, just for me, it's like letting go of what I can't see, what I can't control. If I can't control it, that's the biggest thing with at least my anxiety is I start getting anxious when I... When I, when I can't control it, and I'm not there. So if I focus on the moment right now, that, that's all really that matters. You know, replacing, giving yourself self-love, replacing truth with truth, placing negative thoughts with positive thoughts, and letting go of what you can't control. I, I think those are the things that I've, that have been helping me a lot, you know. One of the yeah. things that uh, I do if I'm feeling stressed or really anxious it, with the, the letting go of the things that are outside of your control, I like to write down a list of everything that's on my mind that I feel like is a stressor. All the problems, all the issues, all the things, all the tasks that I have to worry about completing, blah, blah, blah. I write down every single one of them, and then I think to myself, let me mark off everyone that's totally outside my control. And then before you know it, all of a sudden your list of 20 things is whittled down to four or five. And then you can prioritize those things in order from most important to least important and from when they had to be completed, you know, do the most important first, get it done. But that is so powerful. The, the, I would consider it an art of letting go of the things that are outside of your control, because sometimes I feel like you go just through life and you don't even think about the issues that, that occur in your life that are outside of your control and you worry, 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 but there's literally nothing that you can do about it. You just have to, you just have to wait and see what happens and you can either have hope or dread, but uh, you know, those don't really mix. Yeah, I want to throw something else in there too because this is something I've noticed over the years. It seems like when people get to that that critical point of I'm ready to take my own life, the first thing that starts to happen is we hide. We hide from everybody. We don't go near anybody. And I think it's really important when we feel those things, we don't run from the people we love. We run to the people we love. We don't hide from them. We go to them. And we don't allow ourselves because you, we all know this. Like – we're our own worst critics and we're really our own worst critics when there's nobody there to tell us we're wrong. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups In breaking news. Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And so there's so many times I think you see a lot of people who think they're alone, but they're alone out of choice many times. 
And, and I think it's like you said earlier, we, as men, we're afraid to say anything because mm-hmm. it shows weakness and we don't want to show weakness. But the truth is, if we aren't willing to go to the people we love the most and care the most about and, and seek their help and seek the, the wise counsel of these people, um, we aren't going to make the wisest decision. We're going to make the emotional decision. A lot of times our emotions, while they can be great followers, they can be horrible leaders. And uh, we have to be very careful about that. And uh, I have a question for you, though, to go to to kind of move past this just a little bit, because I something else that you are very inspirational in and it touches home for me. We, You and I have talked about this. You, like myself, we kind of represent the big guys that hike, mm-hmm. the guys that aren't, you know, pre- like we're not built like Adonis is like Jeremiah. You know, we're not six <laughs> foot three and, you know, all looking stacked, you know, like. Some of us are just chubby dudes, man. We got big middles. And legs don't help hiking either. Bro, we go hiking, man. We get we can backpack and we can hike as big guys, you know? Um I mean what do you think is the heart? Do you find that you convince yourself sometimes that you're too big to do it? Have you done that in the past or do you still struggle with it now? Um I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like uh I, I, uh, the people that I was hiking with, they want to do 18 mile days. I'm like, that's great, but I really apply hike your own hike. Yeah. Literally. I literally apply that hike your own hike. And that is so important for me. I've come to make a decision where I'm like, I'm going to do 10 mile days. I want to enjoy this experience. If I can do more, then awesome. But if I 10 miles is good enough for me, I don't have to prove it. That was the biggest th- thing that changed for me. It was like, I'm here to enjoy this. I'm here not to prove anything to anybody. You know, as a big guy, my biggest worry was like my taller friends, my leaner friends, they are way faster than me. And then they want to do way more miles than I ever could. You know, so... I found myself on too slow, can't keep up. Um, and then it was more like, no, I'm going to walk my pace. I'm going to, I'll see you at camp, bro. <laughs> Have a good one, you know, but no, definitely. Like I said, it's change that changing negative thoughts to positive thoughts. Definitely uh, helped a lot at first. When I first started, that was a very big, uh, if anything, I overhyped and try to push myself too hard you know, to try to prove something. But I was like, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. That's right. You got nothing to prove to anybody, man. And and it's like, um, Jeremiah, I don't know if you knew this about Jeremiah, but Jeremiah actually lost a hundred pounds. Wow. And Jeremiah was a big dude. And yeah, I was, uh, I was like six, three, 300 pounds. And wow. I basically, I just got to the point where I'd been big my entire life. Like ever since I was a little kid. And, my body started failing on me. Like my knees were giving out. My back was giving out. I was having to go to the doctor. And so when I hit that point, I was like, I can't, I can't live my life like that. So I, I get a little bit obsessive about stuff that I discover and stuff that I think is, uh, I don't know, entertaining or fun to me, like backpacking for one or, Whenever I was younger, maybe it was video games or I still exercise, but got a little obsessed with that weight loss 
and cut that hundred pounds and just been striving to, to keep it off. But I'm going to be honest, dude, after 10 miles, I don't have the greatest time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, I got to throw this out there, man. Yeah, go ahead. We bust his chops, but Jeremiah really is the man. Well, thank you every day. We, back got the, we give you, you got to understand, Josue, we give him so much crap. Like Jeremiah gets picked on so much on here, but it's oh. always in love and he's a good sport about it. But I think we all pick on him because we admire the guy so much. Um, well, and, and how can you not with that hair? I mean, seriously, like, uh, yeah, but for real, man, 10 miles, 10 miles is so far. I bet if you looked at the average, we'll say American. Okay. I bet if you looked at the average Americans distance walked every day, how far you think it is? Because I bet it's not 10 miles. So whenever you get out there and you have a backpack on, which I'm not really an ultralighter, and I don't know if you are or not, but you got some weight on your back, you got some weight on your body, and you've hiked 10 miles, anything after for me is a little bit tough. Like I've done 20, 25 miles, and it is just brutal. It may be a little bit better in Florida, like if you put in 10 miles and it's a little bit flatter, but those yeah. swamps, the swamps might get in the way too. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not fun, especially when you're waist deep in gator-infested water. <laughs> you know, there's we've got a question for you actually about gator-infested waters, but not about the gators, but <laughs> about the pterodactyls down there. Uh, oh. The mosquitoes in Florida are legendary. What is uh, spider's best tip for beating the mosquitoes? Oh man, uh, I, I'll let you know when I figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know, man. Like, just don't stop. <laughs> That's the only one I can tell you, man. There's hundreds of them. Um, just don't stop it, and don't let it get dark. Those those are the two things I can tell you. Is like, don't take a break. I don't. Usually I love taking, you know, my break after my five miles, I'll take like an hour break or a 30 minute break. But in Florida, I don't take breaks. I'm just like, it's 10 miles. We're doing the 10 miles all at once. (laughs) So are you doused in in bug spray and permethrin and all that? Man, um, I try to stay away from all the the DEET and all the, the bug spray, man, honestly. So I just, um, I wear my sun hoodie, a hat, my beard so all you see is this little area right here and i'm covered man (laughs) that's a good idea (laughs) yeah i'm mostly covered i got a hat a sun hoodie and once and especially once once they're in this area you can kind of swat them away you know so man i go all in on the chemicals i'm not gonna lie yeah treat every bit of my gear with permethrin I sprayed that D, Tommy. I did have a bad experience, though. I heard it keeps you from growing facial hair, so I just... Who's <laughs> <laughs> the host like busting my chops? That's great. No, I did... Uh, for the record, I did have a beard down here. Uh, it earned us a sponsorship from Outdoor Beards. Well, you act like your beard earned us the sponsorship. There are hey, two I, of us here. There are two of us if you look at the logo. There are two of us. Come on now. John's right. But I've got the I beard do. now. That's the thing, man. Who's got the beard now? This is the beard now. 
Dude, I was letting mine grow back out, honestly. And then I went and got a haircut earlier. Well, I guess it was last week now. And uh, I was like, man, my beard. It, my wife was like, are, are you going to trim that up? And I was like, this is a man's beard. Like, it was grown in <laughs> nice and thick. And then uh, I was like, man, I don't think that my haircut goes with my thick beard. So I had to trim it down a little bit. But that's okay, man. If you're if you're listening right now, you're not seeing the faces I'm making. <laughs> As Jeremiah gives us this bullcrap story about his beard and how he needs to cut, uh, I'm not. No, it's not working for me, dude. Look at him up here flexing his bicep right now, lifting up there and showing the whole world how big his arm is. Look at that. I did go work out right before. <laughs> no, 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 no. Which way is it to the gun show? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, man. I was curious uh, about. Speaking of Florida, what we were talking about, the mosquitoes and all that, I do treat my gear, but my wife and I were looking a while back at moving to Florida. We had decided against it, but we thought about doing the Florida Trail, and I want to know your opinion on it. Is it worth me actually going down and doing, and uh, also, have you had any um, weird gator experiences down there? I was going to ask that same question. I want to know about the gators. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you, like gators, you want them to be like more exciting, but they just sleep, man. They're just, most of the time you see a gator, they're probably sleeping on a log. You know, you want to probably have this story where, yeah, I got chased by a gator. No, man. Most of the time uh, they're sleeping on a log and they're not going to do anything to you. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and, uh, the Florida trail, man, it's, that's it's, a no. it's beautiful. It you have like four to five different like changes. It's like one section, like you can walk 10 miles and it'll be like swamp. And then it'll be like this greenery, which is beautiful. And you feel like you're in Jurassic park. So it's really cool. That's just because the mosquitoes flying around like pterodactyls. That's the only reason it feels like Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, man. Definitely. It's, it's worth in the Florida Trail. I'll be honest with you. I did. I uh, attempted the Ocean to Lake Trail. Um, I was new to backpacking. So I was like, I'm going to carry four liters of water and not drink any filtered water. So I got dehydrated. And by the time that I was like, I need water. I looked down at my feet and it was tadpole water. And I was like, I'm just going to get as much as that water possible and filter it out. And by that time I was already dehydrated. And, uh, yeah, so I wasn't eating any food and I'm diabetic. So everything just went south. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah, Florida trail is definitely really cool. Um, Blisters are no joke because it's most most of it's water and it's very swampy. Um, best time to go is like October or January while it's still cold. I wouldn't. I would not do the Florida Trail anytime soon. It's way too hot. Yeah, you I was know? gonna say it's just getting ready to get hot down there, isn't it? No, it's hot. <laughs> it's already hot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually always. Yeah. Well, I guess it's worth us checking out. Yeah, yeah. No, man. Uh, it's tough. 
It's tough for me to go waist deep in swamp water. I don't know. There's something. I would, I would say this. Uh, you guys can try the Ocean to Lake Trail. It's 63 miles, I believe. Um, and you end up at the beach, which is really cool. But your uh, wife will love that. Oh, yeah. She'll want a vacation when we, we end up there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can do it in three or four days, you know, or five if you guys want to go at a different place. And there's plenty of water. That, I can tell you, there's plenty of water on the Florida Trail. Um, so, yeah, Ocean to Lake's really cool if you, if you want to get a taste of it. And did you say that you're planning to do the Foothills Trail? Yeah, I definitely want to do that after um, I, I'm doing the Bartram Trail in three weeks. Um, so I'm going to be planning to do the Foothills Trail as soon as I can. I'm really excited. Hopefully I don't do that one solo. Hopefully I, I get a couple people with me to do that. I did it um, a couple years ago, and you are in for a treat. I don't know if you how much research yeah. and stuff you've done on it, but... I mean, John, he was just over in around that neck of the woods. And I'm it, actually it, doing that trail this fall. Yes. Really? Yep. You'll both get to see all the views, tons of waterfalls. I was telling John to make sure you check out Upper Whitewater Falls because it is, uh, you can't even see it all. Like they have two different locations to view it because it's so such a big waterfall that... Wow. Can't fit it all in one view. Wow. I'm I'm wow. That sounds exciting, man. I've heard that it's really beautiful. That's the biggest reason why I'm doing the Bartram Trail, because I've, I've heard that the Bartram is it's pretty nice as well, and it's got a couple of waterfalls here and there. But tell me a little bit about it, because I'm not familiar with it. The Bartram Trail? Uh-huh. Um, I think it's 115 miles. And it starts in Georgia and goes all the way to North Carolina, I think it is. Um, and it, it's beautiful. I think it, it goes, it connects through the foothills at some point um, by the, oh man, Chattooga River, I think it is. Uh-huh. And that's how it connects uh, with the foothills. I heard that it's very similar to the, the foothills trail. You, are you doing that one solo? And uh, it's not as populated. So that's another thing that I like. And they say that you'll see a lot more wildlife because not a lot of hikers go do that trail. I got you. Are you planning to hike that one solo? Yeah. That's, that's your first That's your first solo through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it in 10 to 12 days. Because I'm telling you, man, I'm going to try to do 10 miles a day. If I feel like I'm good and I can do more, then cool. But that's my goal. That's, that's awesome. That's a good goal. You have to um, you have to mail yourself your resupplies and that kind of stuff on that trail? Or is no, it pretty trail cool. friendly? Uh, you, if you're going south to north, the first three days you're hiking, you can get off of you can get a hitch or you can i'm trying to call and see if i can get a ride uh to franklin i think and then resupply on day three and then a couple days i think two or three more days you get another hike and there's a road walk a 14 mile road walk but um you can stay at a hostel 
I think it's Chica's and I, I can't remember Sunsets, Chica and Sunsets. I can't remember. And you can stay at a hostel there for a day or however long. And that's another resupply because they'll take you into the city and stuff like that, a resupply. And it's only like $50 a night. That's not uh, bad. Yeah. And that's them picking you up, taking you into town and letting you stay there, which is really cool. And then I think the next couple of days, that's when you got to, you know, there's no resupply. But by that time, you take like five days worth of food and you're done. And that's walking at my pace. That's me walking 10 miles a day. If you're walking faster, then you probably only need three days of food, you know, but yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, I do have a question for you. We're about to have a mutiny in the uh in the comment section jeremiah knows what's coming here and if you've listened to any of the past podcasts you're probably expecting this but everybody wants to know do you have your first poop story yet oh man do i have my first poop story yet no i don't i i i i, I don't have actually i do this is a very <laughs> i don't want to share this well, I'll, I'll I'll share it. I'll share it. I'll share it. So um, this is embarrassing. I can't even believe I'm sharing this with you. We've guys. all done it, man. You're okay. You're in. You're um, in good company. No, actually, uh, I remember we were filming. Where it was the day before we did Blood Mountain, and I was taking my first poop in the woods, and uh, I went. I was like, "What do I hold on to?" So I dug my trekking poles in the ground and I held on to my trekking poles. <laughs> um, I came out and I saw the most beautiful angel on this planet, which is my girlfriend. <laughs> out of the wild. <laughs> and I met her after my first poop on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying is number two brought you together. It was like, everybody's like, oh, where's Josue at? And they're like, oh, he's, you know, out taking a poop. And they told her, and I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, you, know, you know what that means, Jeremiah? What's that mean? That means it's a love connection. I've I had also to do it. I had to do it. The, the poop hand. <laughs> The oh poop man! Hammock. What about the poop hammock? I, oh man, I watched the the podcast, man. I, 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 that's uh, I got my technique with my trekking poles, man. I got it down. Like I did it that one time, and then I, it just stuck. Wow! So this man is using a technique with trekking poles. I don't think I'm familiar with it. I'm gonna call it the slalom. Yep. I just hold on to. The, I stick him because <laughs> I can. And I hold on like I'm skiing, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the slalom. We're going to start calling it that. We've created, thanks to Spider Meatball, we now have a new form of pooping in the woods called the slalom. Man, I was going to tell you. I love it. You said you didn't have your first poop story. And I was going to tell you, man, if if your life, if you consider it a success, at, uh, once everything's over, you're laying there on your deathbed, and you never pooped in the woods. You can consider it a success because you won the game. You... Hey, Jeremiah. Yes? Guess, guess what? I won the game this weekend. Oh, Mr. John Kelly. 
won the game. Won the game, bro. Won the game. Hey, so I have to throw this out here. I have to throw this out here. Um, Jeff Peters, who is a veteran of backpacking, it's the first time he's heard about the pole method. What? So he's highly impressed. And Everyday Backpacker says we need a video tutorial. You are a videographer. So could that get on the Z-Packs website somehow? Yeah. Um, how to how to do the slalom out in the woods? <laughs> Put your TV right on top of the drinking bowl. <laughs> That's a good idea. You go in at an angle with those trekking poles. You go ninety yeah. degrees with the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just stick them in as hard as you can and just go for it, man. Apparently, though, this is a thing because Girl That's Plus Dog sure. Adventure says it's a very popular technique for ladies to number one and number two. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Who knew, man? If you're uphill, you just, you know, go downhill, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a smart guy, man. I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you, you, you. You talk like a veteran. You haven't been doing it very long, but you're talking like a veteran. I'm a nerd. Usually I, like, try to figure things out, and I'm like, well, this makes sense, you know? And talking about nerds, like, that was how I even, you know, came across you guys was like trying to Google how to backpack for a beginner. And now when it comes to gear, like I found you and I was like, this guy, I can relate to, to John right here. And it's been a pleasure and an honor, man, to even be here. And like, I really appreciate so much that um, even though I don't have any as many hiking miles or experience that you even considered me to talk about mental health and to share that because it's something that's super close to my heart, you know? Oh man, it, it, it wasn't hard to get you on. I mean, talking to Jeremiah, I told him about your story. It was like, yeah, we're doing this. So yeah. it's, it's, it's our honor to have you on here, man. It really is. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Uh, of all the places that you backpacked so far, I'm curious what has been your favorite and why? Definitely Blood Mountain. Definitely Blood Mountain. It was something that I didn't think I could accomplish, and I did. And uh, seeing my first ridge and and being so thin, it was literally that experience was like, my life was black and white. All I knew was working and paying bills. And when I saw the first, my first time seeing the ridge, it was like everything turned into color now. And I, like, I will, I know I'll enjoy so many trails and I'll see so many beautiful things, but that's an experience that I'll never forget at all, especially. I never knew the hiking community or what it, what it was. And that that day I had friends with me that stayed behind with me. They didn't just keep going. They stayed behind with me, made sure I was good. And it was like another thing I realized because my manager was there with me because I was shooting the, the video. When you're on trail, it doesn't matter what social status you are. You're just on trail. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, if you don't have any money, if you, you're all equal. You're just there for shelter and having a great time and enjoying the outdoors. And I love that. And I learned that being on that experience. And I just, I would never forget Blood Mountain. That's incredible. And somebody actually commented, let me see. Uh, 
The shelter on top of Blood Mountain is amazing, but man, you work for that view. So, yeah. uh, it, it, and you can answer this if you want to, but is there something special about beating the tar out of yourself to get to a view? Like when you get there, does it feel like the view's even better after you've worked your tail off to get there? Man, for sure. It's like, first of all, you're like, finally, I can take a break. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you get to the top, it's like, Okay, I can take a breather. But yeah, man, just for me, especially living in Florida my whole life, um, what's considered like mountains and everyday thing for everybody, it's like, I'm just like in awe, you know, getting to see the, the mountains change colors because the sun's rising or the sun's setting. And it's just a beautiful experience, man. Super, yeah. super amazing. It's definitely worth it. I that's all uh, on the Florida Trail. There's no reward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no view at the top of the Sweating mosquitoes. That's your reward. Sweating mosquitoes. I had yeah. this um this pastor at this church I was going to. He he was from Florida and they moved to Kentucky, right? Whenever he was, I don't know, 14, 15. And he had stayed in Florida his whole life, but he ran like cross country. And he told us that he had to learn how to run on the hills because in Florida, I mean, there's hills in Florida, obviously, but it's nothing like blood mountain. So when here's cross country adventures, so much different when it, once he got to Appalachia. So I know that that has to be like a huge deal for you, man. And super powerful coming from that environment where you're spending your whole life to, earning the view not just driving up there which is super cool too but getting up there and and understanding i had to work for this i earned it this is my reward i'm gonna sit here and just take it all take every bit of it in you know what i mean yeah yeah no and and not only that it's it's benefited my physical health as well um when i started doing the blood mountain I was 27 pounds heavier than I am today. Good for you, man. Really cool, man. And it's just, I never realized like how mental health and physical health went one in one. Because when you eat clean or you eat better food um, and you feed yourself better, it's like you're able to just have a little bit more energy. And that energy helps you get the energy to think positively, you know, because... The biggest thing with depression is you just want to stay in bed all day, honestly. And um, that was something that I learned as well is like try to give myself discipline. Is like, okay, it's time to get up. I got to make my bed. I know it's something simple. Making your bed, that sounds super easy. But when you're depressed, you don't want to make your bed. You just want to lay in bed. Yep. You know? Get, get some food, cook some food, um, even taking a shower, just easy tasks like that and rewarding yourself, you know, telling yourself, man, I did a good job. I, I, I didn't skip out on, on doing this, you know, building a discipline, you know. Really That's cool. incredible, man. Well, hey, we're, we're about an hour into this, and I want to make sure people know how to find you. So can you let them know how to find you, like, in your Instagram and everything? Yeah, 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 definitely. Everything is spider meatball, but it's spider underscore meatball on, on Instagram. 
I got to get a picture of me going like <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also, I, if if you guys want to see some of his videography work, go on over to the Z-Packs website. Uh, he does all of the videography stuff for, for Z-Packs. And uh, you do some great stuff. I stole some of your footage for one of my videos, actually. <laughs> yeah. was, I freaked out. I was like, John Kelly. I saw the video. Like, oh, my God, John Kelly used my stuff. <laughs> I'm so stoked. I can officially say this. I don't care. John <laughs> I was like, my Dan Becker shared my stuff. I have to get Dan to watch this now. That's gonna make that's gonna make him laugh. <laughs> Dan John Kelly's my Dan Baker. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's funny. Well, hey man, thank you for being on here. You've been awesome. I, I mean, Jeremiah, do you have any other questions or anything? Or uh, I just want to say, very inspirational, man. I'm I'm glad you shared all that with us, and you're vulnerable um, and opened up, and hopefully, it helps inspire some other people to to strive to keep going and to better their life and to work on their mental health because all of us need it all of us and yeah. and you and i need to meet up for a hike at some point it has to happen definitely i'm down just give me a date yeah dude we'll figure it out we're definitely gonna I'll, figure it out it has to happen Z-packs and be like hey i gotta go hike with john sorry <laughs> <laughs> well they can come too man we'll all go we'll be yeah. one big happy family it'll be great it's but uh well, thank you, man, for being on here and uh, hang out in the green room for a little bit. We'll be back. We still want to hang out for a little bit afterwards. So just hang out in there and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Take care. Thank you. Man, you talk about inspirational, dude. Very, very inspirational. Yeah. And like I said, we all need that. We all need that inspiration. Yeah. You know, we, when I started my YouTube channel, I was really nervous about doing it because I was heavy. And, you know, there's this... There's the stigma when you're a big guy that you're not allowed to do stuff that skinny people do. And, oh, and, and it's, it's one of those things of hearing someone like, like Josue share his story about getting out there and not letting that prevent him from doing this is awesome. And man, what an inspiration, dude. What an inspiration. Oh yeah. I totally agree. And before we, uh, before we log out of here, I do want to shout out one of our listeners. Ethan said, hello from Montana. First time on the live stream. Love the hey. Can't wait to try out the trekking ball technique. Emoji <laughs> <laughs> uh, laugh face. That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Oh, look at this right here. Also, I want to throw this out here. Uh, so good on many, many levels and glad there's space for us curvy boys in the hiking YouTube world. That's right, man. There's There's space. We're there. They can't plenty kick of, us out. There's plenty of space. <laughs> so, uh, and Jeremiah, next week, we next got two week. people coming on this show that are good friends of ours. Next week, we have, do you want me to go ahead and say it? Oh, go for it, man. Miyagi and Trips. I am so excited. And that will actually be our final episode of season four of the Backpacking Podcast, our last live stream. So everybody make sure that ever we're never doing it again. Oh, we are doing it again. <laughs> we're just, I have summer break like this month. Like I have yeah, two we're, weeks. To we're, we're still going to be putting out podcasts every week. Yes. So we're going to still be putting out podcasts every week. We just won't be doing the live streams again until August. 
So, uh, but we are excited to end the season with Miyagi and Trips. We have known them now for three years, and uh, they're such good people, man. They're so much fun, and I cannot wait to to sit down and chat with them next week. I'm going to tell you, if you want to work in the unknown, have a conversation online with Miyagi. I don't know where this is going to go, man. <laughs> Not wrong. I don't know where it's going to go. I know it's going to be exciting, and there may be some censorship, but it will be a, a good episode for sure. A <laughs> <laughs> co- couple more bleeps, just like the cows. Woo, buddy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jeremiah, it's been another great episode. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we sign out of here? I send my love to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for uh, for giving us a voice. Yep, and as far as whether or not wearing pants, we will never tell. So for myself and Jeremiah Stringer, you guys have a great one. We'll catch you on the next go-around. Adios, folks.